Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's May 27, 2018, the day before Memorial Day. Hello and welcome to Working for a Living radio show, where progressives for change present opinions that matter. Tonight we're joined by co-host Jeff Brown, and I'm your moderator, Leroy McKnight. Please remember, good leadership is never about power and control, but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. This weekend, and most especially tomorrow, Memorial Day 2018, is a time of remembrance for all of our military, including veterans, active, and those who perished as they gave the greatest sacrifice for the United States of America. We also remember all of our family and friends who have passed away on this time. We're going to have a lot more on this special show, but for now, let us please observe a moment of silence for all of those people and our military members, active veterans and deceased. Thank you, everyone. You'll see how special that moment of silence is later in the show, I promise you. Uh, we have just a couple of announcements. Uh, past week, the U.S. Supreme Court decided to prevent class action suits by workers against their company. That's a big decision. And yet, uh, a lot of this goes largely unnoticed by the general population. We'll have another one coming out fairly soon regarding unions in the, in the uh, uh, public sector, government. Uh, announcement number two, uh, this is more of on a personal note. I have lived just about everywhere in the Midwest. I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. I've lived up north in Michigan, all over central Michigan. I lived in Tennessee and Kentucky, California, Virginia, and I know a lot of people. Just because we pay tribute to anybody on this planet does not mean they are associated with this team. It means we hold them in high regard. And anybody who doesn't understand that is sadly mistaken. And ill-advised activities and actions are not necessary, warranted, or good for our union. Thank you. Uh, On emails and messages, uh, 
these came in uh, as a uh, uh, comments, uh, and they weren't necessarily in email form, but I want to address them tonight a little bit, and they'll actually dovetail with some of this that we're going to talk about in remembrance of everybody. Uh, please explain your one-member, one-vote stance again, and we'll do that later in the show. It actually uh, coincides with, with our uh, remembrance of a very fine person. Uh, and what are your thoughts? Uh, the second one is what are your thoughts about domestic and foreign workers uh, getting fired after they've been injured on the job? And again, we'll address that later in the show where it's more appropriate. Uh, this is kind of an uh, important quote. We've used it before, uh, but uh, we're going to use it again tonight uh, because it's related to the person we're going to be uh, paying tribute to. Uh, there is a direct relationship between the ballot box and the bread box, and what the union fights for and wins at the bargaining table can be taken away in the legislative halls. That was Walter Ruther at the 1970 UAW Constitutional Convention, one that's coming up now in 15 days, 37th one. Okay. Uh, let's bring on Jeff. Uh, Jeff, how you doing? I'm okay, Lewis. How are you? I'm pretty good. You you have any Memorial Day thoughts, uh, you know, out there that you want to uh, forward to the, the people listening? Um. Yeah, just we need to take time and remember our our troops. Um, I had six family members who were in Vietnam. Um, they all came back home alive, healthy. Um, five of them are UAW members, or were. Uh, they have. Some of them have passed away by now through cancer and, you know, Agent Orange. Uh, I support our troops, but I don't support our wars. That's just my opinion. Um, so let's take this time to remember and reflect on all the veterans. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Um I got my 50-year pin presented to me by Senator Peters uh, for a, um, my service 50 years ago, and that was very, very well received by me. I really appreciate that, and I want to thank him and all who uh, are part of that and all who served there, uh, and then, before, and after. Um, enough said about myself, but uh, um, during this weekend, pretty much uh, for the last, I don't know, decade or so since it became real popular, this song by Lee Greenwood called God Bless the USA, uh, I go out, you know, one of my hobbies is singing karaoke, and I had the opportunity uh, to get out of the office here and go sing a little bit last night and my first song that I sang was God Bless the USA. Now I know that sounds like it's sort of innocuous and doesn't really have a lot of um, importance to this show but let me just tell you why. You see I got up there and I started singing a song 
and the people in the audience recognized the song and began to stand up. And after everybody in the entire room was standing up, then a few people rose they raised their hand. And then pretty much everybody had their hand raised in a few minutes, a few seconds. And they stood there in unison. A microcosm of our nation. Union and non union. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Christians, Atheists, American Indians, Hispanic, African Americans, Caucasian, and Asian stood shoulder to shoulder in this establishment, swaying back and forth. Each and every one paying tribute to our country, wanting the very best for each and every person in our country. And they have little idea who and what I am as I sang that song to them. And it struck me that they were indeed a microcosm of our country, hoping for the best for our country for the working class, for the working class, union and non-union, and just everybody in our country. And I had difficulty finishing the song because of what was inside of me regarding who they were and what they meant to our country. Everybody in this country wants a better country. They want a better standard of living, just like it's been for over 200 years until recently. Our children always did better than us. And when I finished, each person plotted and stood standing until I got back to my seat. This wasn't a tribute to me. It was a tribute to our country, and I just brought it to the fore. Unfortunately, while every person in this country loves our country, pays tribute to our country, and hopes for a better country, unfortunately, our leadership in general has failed us miserably. Jobs have left wholesalely, money has left wholesalely, and that just simply needs to change. And these people who paid tribute to our nation in front of me last night, just a microcosm of the entire nation, demand that. I can't tell you how moved I was by watching our nation stand up and pay tribute. It was very, very, very nice. So, having said that, Jeff, do you got any comments on that? No, I was very proud of you, right? Yeah, it was, I'll tell you. 
just even thinking about it gets you going. Yes, it um, does. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was just amazing. It was suggested, uh, I'll go on to the next element here. It was suggested that during this uh, Memorial Day that we pay tribute to a past president of the UAW. And likely the one who had most impact on the UAW has been a brother by the name of Walter Philip Ruther. He was born September 1, 1907 in Wheeling, West Virginia. He served as president of the UAW from 1946 to 1970 when he perished in a crash with his wife on May 9, 1970 at age 62. Nationality was American, obviously. His political party was Democrat. His spouse, who perished with him, May Wolf was her maiden name. He had two children, Linda and Elizabeth. He was a brother to Victor, Roy, Ed, and and also Christine. He studied at Wayne State University and withdrew. And he was known in the labor movement as a civil rights and labor leader. Our president, Walter Ruther, did many things. He was an advocate for social justice and human rights, workers' rights, civil rights, women's rights, universal health care, listen, universal health care, public education, affordable housing, environmental stewardship, nuclear non-proliferation, and a democratic trade trade union and democratic trade unionism around the world. He survived two assassination attempts, including one where he was struck by a 12-gauge shotgun blast through his kitchen window. He was the fourth president of the UAW and became a household name during his time. He was a powerful ally of Martin Luther King and marched in Selma, Birmingham, and Jackson, and Montgomery. He served on the board of directors of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and was one of the founders of Americans' democratic action. Notice the word democratic. That's a thread throughout his term, democratic. That means you have open, fair, just elections. He was an early supporter of Cesar Chavez 
and the United Farm Workers. Walter Ruther yielded many things to our great union, only a few of which we'll cover here and some that you may not even know. For example, the first one is called AIF. AIF is an inflation factor that is 2% every year for the shrinkage that he saw that would occur in our union. Again, annual improvement factor is what it's called. And that AIF was intended as our union shrunk 2% annually to give us remuneration and justice for that shrinkage that was done away with subsequent to 1982. He got us COLA, cost of living allowance. He had the foresight to see that inflation would eat away at our members beyond the capacity to bargain every contract, and that made it automatic that you would have a pay increase quarterly folded in at the end of every contract. Visionary things Walter Ruther did for us. Pensions came under his leadership. Health care and retirement occurred during his leadership. We've seen pensions and health care and retirement in, in opposition to what the UAW Constitution says. We've seen those stripped from the new workers. New members coming in no longer have pension and health care and retirement. One of the things that Walter Ruther had to do early in his career when the law with the federal law was enacted that dealt with elections for national unions. And for those unions not affiliated, in other words, a standalone union, they had to choose between a member or a delegate constitution system. And the one member, one vote was weighed, and the delegate constitution system was weighed. And under Walter Ruther's leadership, the delegate constitution lead, uh, uh, method was chosen when the law Landrum Griffin Act was enacted that put that in place, and that is Title 29, U.S. Code 481, for those who want to go look that up. You can see how that uh, part of the Landrum Griffin Act was uh, uh, put, in, put into law, and then the choice 
was put in our Constitution. Um, follow up on that. I just want to close there with Walter Ruther was a visionary labor leader well beyond his years, able to see that the union would shrink and that we needed protections from inflation by and through COLA and the annual improvement factor for the shrinkage for pensions and health care for the retirees who gave a, a career's worth of time to the corporation. Now, we want to thank Walter Ruther for the many benefits he gave us as union brothers and sisters in this great UAW that we belong to. And that was mirrored in other unions as he and others worked together in concert to benefit our nation and build the middle class to what it once was. Now, having said that, uh, thank you, Walter, and all of his family. Uh, I, I happen to be friends of Facebook friends of one of his family members, and I hope he gets a chance to listen. I hope I did a good job on your uncle, great uncle. Uh, so, uh, having said that, uh, I would like to go into the question regarding the last item that I, we talked about regarding Walter Ruther. And that's the one member, one vote versus the delegate constitution system. In the advent of the 1984 agreement at the Detroit Three, where uh, the appointments were expanded under the joint training programs and uh, national and local, uh, those appointments to people made them beholding to the local union leadership and to the international leadership to retain and maintain their their job offline in an ever increasing workload on the workforce and they choose not to go back there so they'll do just about anything to stay uh, on their appointed job. This was something that Walter Ruther could not have foreseen in his time. But it did occur. And because of that, his choice for a delegate convention system that's democratic has been uh, corrupted, if you will. It's in conflict with good democratic procedures. Co-opted. Maybe a better word. The notion, I don't think there's corruption in it, but there's obviously co-opted because there's lots of loyalty by a shadow government in the local unions and some international staff levels and joint training center to go into the workforce and influence in great measure the votes for delegates. And that then has become not as democratic as it may appear to some. And because of that imbalance and co-opting, it's time for change. 
and the delegate convention system is not what it used to be, and it's time for change into a one-member, one-vote. And we talked about this some time ago, but I'm going to go over this a little bit, and I don't want to take up a lot of time on this abbreviated show, but you need to understand there was a brother that was on Investor's Business Daily here about three months ago stating that he has a lot of corporate backing and sponsors for his right-to-work effort. Right-to-work is not good for our unions, any union. And because of that, we cannot be so naive as to think that large money entities and people do not have their eye on trying to attempt to destroy unions. Our union has the most money in it of any union out there. We have some 800,000, and I expect that's closer to 900,000 as we speak, In the because uh, it's a year uh, delayed on the actual uh, reporting of that number in our strike and defense fund. We have to be guard, guarding that, and we have to make sure that we do not have the minions of billionaires rising to leadership in our union because they literally could take the president and trustee or treasurer position and take all of the money out of our union instantly and we'd be left with nothing. And we all that hard work, toil, blood and tears to get that money would be for naught. And that's not going to happen if we have a say in it. So when we put a system that changes from the delegate convention system into a one-member, one-vote, we have to be mindful of that. And in our previous show, we said that signatures are nice, but signatures are not the only answer that there should be a also a requirement for at least one full term on an executive board at a local union level, at least, at the very least. So then you have signatures of people from their own local, and 40%, we'll throw it out at 40, I think it was 40% that we said, of the last union, local union-wide election, in other words, just not for a committee district, but the whole union, local union-wide, 40% of that number you would have to garner from your local. It'd be very difficult to get signatures from another local. We won't go into that. We support that as a team, and we've discussed it at length between ourselves, and we have supported it for some time. Uh, one member, one vote is now needed because of the changes in the contracts, not the Constitution, of the Detroit Three. 
So that's our position. We support one member, one vote with the protections as we just indicated. There are a number of different resolutions out there. We'll try and draft one and try and raise that from the floor that has all that in there. I'm not sure that any of the resolutions may have all of that. And that doesn't mean to, to say that anybody who's written a resolution with this in mind did anything wrong or bad. All we're saying is that we need a little more. Okay? So thank you to everybody that made the attempt and is currently in support of one member, one vote. It is absolutely required that this be changed 15 days from now or whenever that comes up in vote, probably more like 17 days from now. It's close. Okay. With regard to the issue of people being fired, in particular temporary workers being fired after they get hurt for the sole purpose that they got hurt and couldn't perform work. And in some instances, people were put on the very worst jobs that no one else would do, and they expected them as temporaries to do the work, and when they became repetitive injury injured, they were fired, discharged, because they couldn't perform the work as a temporary worker. Also, globally, in particular in Colombia, South America, there have been workers at Detroit Three Plants, at least one in particular, that have been injured on the job and summarily discharged with no support in their community for their injury. So much so that some of these international brothers and sisters to us, workers who work for a living every day, sew their lips shut in protest. This is not good public relations for the companies that did this to these poor people. It is not good public relations in any way to expect a temporary domestically to work harder than any other worker around them and then when they get injured, discharge them. It is our position that we address this and correct it domestically and globally. It is in the interest of our members security, job security, that people continue to purchase the products that we build. And such PR is not in the long-term interest of our members and their job security. So we oppose abusing domestic and foreign workers 
because they've gotten injured on the job. Once we ascend to leadership, we will address that, and we expect that that will be dealt with in a positive way rather quickly. Okay. So uh, that's our tribute to all of those who have served in the military, all of our family members who passed before us, to our great president, Walter Ruther, to change one of the things that he implemented and to address as we memorialize people who have are are currently struggling with their own injuries, having been discharged. We must remember everyone among us, among us, everyone, from those doing well to those not so well. So thank you, everyone, for listening to that tribute. I'm going to ask Jeff. Jeff, do you have anything more to add to that? Um, no, you did a good job. I actually met with a gentleman from Columbia who visited the Detroit area about four or five years ago. And uh, we talked to him. He told us a story. Um, those people have been camped out in front of a U.S. embassy uh, for probably, if they still are there, will be going on like six years now with no resolution. Um, Bob King did nothing to him. He's to ask for help from the UAW many times. And King did nothing. Um, but I, I did meet the gentleman. He's very nice. Scott, guy. you want to say anything? Hello, Scott. Scott, it's Leroy. Do you want to say anything on the show? I'll put you back and listen then. Okay. Uh, thank you for that, Jeff. I was I was in the screening mode for a second. Uh, if any of the guests in the the um, switchboard want to say anything, please press one. Uh, so, uh, Jeff, uh, is that uh, what we? I didn't do that right. You want to take it over again for a second, Jeff? Sure. Um, there are many stories that have been coming out of Colombia. Um, I've done a lot of research, and there's some very disturbing stories coming out of there. Um, American companies have a lot of uh, plants down there. They have Coca-Cola on Cheetah Banana and a few others that um, have hired mercenaries to kill anybody who was trying to form a union down there. Uh, you can find that out for yourself at killercoke.org. Um, it's very rough down there. Those union members don't get any support. 
and they risk their lives every day. Every day. Right, right, right. So thank you for that, Jeff, for taking over for a second. Uh, we we had a um, there are many people on our switchboard, and uh, being that it's Memorial Day, I uh, wanted to give uh, those people an opportunity. At least a few uh, that I see here that are other leaders uh, listening in. Uh, to give them an opportunity to say if they had anything to say. And at this point, they were happy uh, with what the show said. And want to thank everybody. Uh, there was a nice piece put out today regarding the issues that we talked about, uh, the, the uh, one-member, one-vote, and the people being injured, members being injured on the, the uh, uh, work floor and being discharged for that. So having said that. Uh, if there's, do you have anything else to say at all? This is supposed to be abbreviated, and we're about a half hour right now. So, anything else, Jeff, at all? No, just be safe on this holiday weekend. I was out party driving across to Michigan, and traffic was bad, and I almost had three accidents coming home. So, just be safe driving out there and have fun. Right, have have a lot of fun because you know uh, it, it's that time to have a little fun as we remember all of our our, uh, our people that were uh, paying tribute here this weekend. So, uh, with that said, um, you know, uh, make sure you talk to your delegates. Uh, we'll throw that out there, and if you found value in this show, please tell just one more person. It's growing. Last week's show was our largest show ever. Uh, more listeners than any at any time in the previous time, and we had one time 36,000 listening, and this was the largest show ever. So, thank you, listeners, for doing everything. We hope you have a safe uh, and wonderful balance of this holiday weekend, and uh, God bless God bless each and every one of you and our country. Have a good night, safe safe week. Good night, Jeff. Good night. Good night, listeners. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.